questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. In 1995, the late Carl Sagan said this, quote, I have a foreboding of an America in my children's or grandchildren's time, when the United States is a service and information economy, when nearly all the key manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when awesome technological powers are in the hands of a very few, and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues, when the people have lost their ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide, almost without noticing, back into superstition and darkness. The dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content in the enormously influential media. The 30-second sound bites now down to 10 seconds or less. Lowest common denominator programming. Credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstition, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. End quote. And did you know that in March 2016, The Guardian published an article titled Genetically Engineered Magnetoprotein Remotely Controls Brain and Behavior. Quote, researchers in the United States have developed a new method for controlling the brain circuits associated with complex animal behaviors, using genetic engineering to create a magnetized protein that activates specific groups of nerve cells from a distance. The most powerful of these is a method called optogenetics, which enables researchers to switch populations of related neurons on or off on a millisecond-by-millisecond timescale with pulses of laser light. Another recently developed method called Chemogenetics uses engineered proteins that are activated by designer drugs and can be targeted to specific cell types. Several earlier studies have shown that nerve cell proteins, which are activated by heat and mechanical pressure, can be genetically engineered so that they become sensitive to radio waves and magnetic fields by attaching them to an iron-storing protein called ferritin or to inorganic paramagnetic particles These methods represent an important advance. They have, for example, already been used to regulate blood glucose levels in mice, but involve multiple components which have to be introduced separately. Next, the researchers inserted the magneto-DNA sequence into the genome of a virus, together with the gene-encoding green fluorescent protein and regulatory DNA sequences that cause the construct to be expressed only in specified types of neurons. They then injected the virus into the brains of mice targeting the entorhinal cortex and dissected the animal's brains to identify the cells that emitted green fluorescence. Using microelectrodes, then they showed that applying a magnetic field to the brain's slices activated magneto so that the cells produced nervous impulses. This system is a single, elegant virus that can be injected anywhere in the brain, which makes it technically easier and less likely for moving bells and whistles to break down and their behavioral equipment was cleverly designed to contain magnets where appropriate so that the animals could be freely moving around, end quote. And did you know that on May 26, 2021, the United States Congress voted to amend the Endless Frontier Act to prohibit certain types of human-animal chimeras? The votes were 48 yes, 
and 49 now. It needed 60 to pass. This is all part of the transhumanist agenda. Netflix has become the predictive programming of the cabal. If you want to know where we are going, Netflix is always telling us ahead of time. Currently, there's a show called Sweet Tooth. The show's message is that hybrids are good and humans are bad. Stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Celeste Solom has worked as a contractor for Homeland Security and FEMA. Her training and activations included the famous day of 9-11, flood and earthquake operations, mass casualty exercises, and numerous other operations. Celeste is the author of two books, Electromagnetic Radiation Protection Solutions that explores natural foods and supplements that protect you from 5G, cosmic ray radiation, and nuclear and radiological events. For a more comprehensive bio, visit our website at veritasradio.com. Our website is shepherdsheart.life. And directly from North Dakota, I would like to welcome Celeste Solom. Hello, Celeste, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I am doing great, a little bit warm, but I think almost everybody is, or most people in the United States, anyhow. And those of us who are supposed to be really, really warm here are not as warm in the past few days. I guess we have uh, the people in the Pacific Northwest and some of you in the in the uh, Rockies, and uh, you're in North Dakota. Now, how did that happen from Montana to North Dakota? Can, can you tell us? Absolutely. So basically, I was renting and um, my landlord wanted to take advantage of the uh, real estate boom. And so she said, you have 60 days to get out. And I looked around in Montana and uh, big money is moving in. And with big money comes the ideological. Um, but like the vice president of Amazon was five, lives live five miles north of me. So, you know, you're talking that kind of money. So uh, anyway, I took a road trip with my golden retriever, Mississippi, and we decided to settle in North Dakota. Why is big money moving to Montana? Is there something that there are? And by the way, I saw some underground facilities that are being built for the elite. I was, I'm not sure if it was Montana. Someone sent it to me. It was a Google Earth and you could see. You could see from high up what it is. Why Montana? So, of course, are you familiar with the Adam and Eve story? Uh, the Adam and Eve, the, the book that was banned by the CIA and then republished yes. again? Yes. Well, it was classified. And yes. so 
when David and I had a place up on uh, in the Garnet Mountains on top of a mountain, uh, we discovered when we moved there, of course, we didn't know that because at the time it was classified, uh, there were a bunch of CIA because of the pole shift. So that's that's why big money is moving there because they know what's coming. The cycles of, are converging and it's about ready to play out. And by the way, for the listeners, if you go to the library section of our website, we have both versions, the unedited version and the fully edited by the CIA version on our website. Do you believe that story? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, My dad sat me on his, he, my my dad sat me on his knee at five years old and he was in naval uh, warfare and he said that all this would happen on my watch. And we had some very interesting um, guests at our home. So I knew, I know, I wish that I could ask him questions, but he passed away in 2003. We haven't spoken for close to a year, I believe. What has happened in your radar? What do you see? Since we last talked, we discussed hydrogel, which I want to revisit again, because now this term is becoming more mainstream. P- people are talking about hydrogel. And it's interesting, Celeste, that usually when people hear something on, on our platform, I get these emails from people laughing. And then a year later, they subscribe to our platform and they say, I'm sorry that I laughed. You were telling the truth or your guest was telling the truth. Why do you think people are so preconditioned to believe the official narrative and the mainstream media, which, by the way, I consider them to be the public enemy number one? Why do you think people take so long to finally realize that we've been telling the truth all along? It's a combination of things. There's the predictive programming uh, that people are getting in movies and TV shows. There is propaganda. There is censorship. Um, and, you know, this has been going on for some time. And the 1918 flu was also vaccine related. Um, it was a vaccine that caused and it was transmitting And that's why so many people died. And but most people don't know that there was a media blackout much like we have today. And nobody could speak about it, of course, because of where I worked. um, They did a very large um, had a very large library complete with pictures and different things. And I thought I had copied it. But, you know, I've gone through a lot of computers. So uh that's it's not surprising it, it that's one of the the stories that didn't make it and now you you can't find it um on the internet or anything because it was a media blackout and also if you follow dr james Gorodano on youtube um he says that we have all been chemically seeded to basically lay the foundation for the hydrogel and some of these other emerging technologies Actually, I read a little bit of that at the intro, explaining what you just said. But by the way, speaking of the Spanish flu, the only place, I believe, around the world that did not have a media blackout was Spain, because they were neutral during World War I. All other countries were hiding their their number of deaths. But Spain, since they were not part of the war, their their newspapers were, you know, free press, were telling everyone. And since since it shows so many deaths, they were labeled or the the actual name was the Spanish flu, but it did not originate in Spain. It originated in a military base in the United States. 
Yes, it did. Yes, you're accurate. Now, let's talk about the Delta variant. What do you know about the the so-called Delta variant? Well, I don't know a lot because I've got uh, more homework. <laughs> you know, this this technology is going exponential, which means it's busted through Moore's Law, which is like kind of like imagine you're hiking up a mountain and you're you're taking your time because it's going to take you quite a long time to get up, you know, and get to the crest. Uh, so you pace. Um, but Moore's Law has been broken. So you've broken that, uh, you know, casual stride. And now we're going straight up, like if we were a rocket headed for the stars. And so that's what's happening with technology. So as far as the Delta, I haven't dug into Delta, but I find it very interesting that this naming sequence, Alpha, Beta, Delta, is all brainwaves. So I have to ask myself, is this a beta test of certain frequencies and certain bio, a fusion of bio and soft robotics um, doing, you know, attacking, uh, doing a neuro, like a neuro war invasion of our brain? Um, so that's that is kind of what I'm thinking because I, I just find, you know, they could have named it Anne and, and, or Bob, you know, but they, they named it names that are brainwaves. And we know frequency plays an integral part in, in um, the technology. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just speculation, but... That's what I guess Dr. James Gordano does talk about the fact that, um, you know, he's he develops the ethics um, and the policy for the military and the government and talks about the neural weapons. And he's very open about it. I mean, this guy is crazy open. You know, people just as a matter of fact, I just uploaded uh, to shepherdsheart.life his recent presentation, which isn't altogether the most scary. If you want to hear the scary one, uh, go to YouTube and type in H-D-I-A-C, Dr. James Borodano, and it's a two-part one on neurocognitive warfare. And that one, um, he is like, a real-life Dr. Evil. Well, you're on to something, because this, it's the Greek alphabet. And Delta, if you think of it, as you said, brainwaves, that's REM sleep. That's yes. keeping people asleep. So all these people behind the scenes, and I think more information is coming out, and we'll discuss it later, but I received a report where they're stating that it was DARPA, in association with Bill Gates, the number one population reduction master that we have, yet he's trying to save lives now. But when it comes to Delta, Delta waves makes you go to sleep. So are they basically telling people, Delta, because you are all asleep? Absolutely. And it's kind of interesting or provocative um, that Netflix has a 
um, a, a new movie out. I guess it's it's very recent. Uh, some community members brought it to my attention because I don't watch that much TV or Netflix or that type of thing. And it's called Awake. And these people are have lost the ability to sleep. And it was by design. And so uh, I and it just comes out right now as these uh, as this Delta variant is coming out. It's very interesting. Not to become conspiratorial, but as you know, folks, I receive information on a daily basis. And do I believe anything? No, I don't believe in believing. But I put it out there because there are some fragments of truth. And I got something, I uh, received something a few months ago where they're telling me that China is working on super soldiers, enhanced humans. And one of the qualities that these alleged super soldiers have is they don't need to sleep. Do you think that's science fiction or do you think this is science fact? It is science fact. And if you want to go to a great site uh, and explore super soldiers that the United States is working on, uh, go to the Army Mad Scientists and you can find out all about the American Super Soldier Program. There's videos, um, they have conferences, there's articles. They put about, out about two articles a week, you know, on different talk, topics. It's not always Super Soldiers, but um, you can find out the American version of the Super Soldier. I have to watch what the words they use. Somebody told me today that if you want to put something on, say, Twitter or Facebook, and you don't want to be banned, you have to use an image of the needle, if you know what I mean. But when I say it, I have to watch what I say. Are the vexed now part of a hive mind supercomputer? Absolutely. That was the intent all along. Um, to They would be a node in the quantum computer. Yeah. This is some, someone sent me this. Let me just read an ex excerpt. Are the Vax now part of a hive mind supercomputer? The term hive mind has been forced into the mainstream so hard in recent years, and we know how they like to refer to us as worker bees in all of their imagery. Maybe the Vax are going to be used as CPUs for computing power via 5G or Starlink. I recall reading something years ago about tech that could utilize the brain for this purpose, considering that Charles Lieber was working at the Wuhan lab just before the outbreak, and he's the man when it comes to nanoelectronic insertion for just this purpose. Your take on this. So absolutely, that's part of the what hydrogel and or quantum dot does. It links you up and, you know, it, it cleaves to your biological part. It swarms, it takes over, it crosses your blood-brain barrier, and then you become one with the quantum computer. You will not, in the future, for those that take it, um, will not have to use a computer or a cell phone. Um, you know, you won't have to worry about those passwords anymore. They're going to sell it as very convenient. Uh, but you are part of the hive mind, and to buck that system uh, comes with some pretty harsh consequences that many people may not want to experience. If you want to see a good movie on that, uh, The Last Enemy, I think it was put out by 
PBS. I think it's eight, five or eight um, episodes. And this mathematician goes to his, in a nutshell, goes to his brother's funeral. He's enlisting. His brother uh, died at a, a refugee camp. Um, they lived, he lived in England and then he gets drafted into the TIA total information awareness. And then, so that's the first half of the movie. And then the TIA turns against him and it shows very realistically what will happen to people that don't go along with this hive mind. Like he, he can't get into his apartment. He can't get a taxi. Um, he can't, he even tries to sell a clock to get some money and from the apartment and he couldn't because you needed ID. Um, and they had switched off everything. Of course, he did not have access to his banking account. And of course they didn't go into the medical or anything, but he wouldn't have had access to medical either. So it gives people, you know, if it's hard to imagine, um, you can w- watch that movie, and it does do a good representation. Obviously, you discuss chemtrails, and you discuss weather manipulation and all those things. But a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, I did a uh, an interview about the Saturn death cult, the link between planetary catastrophes and, uh, you know, ancient cataclysm and, and what we see today of these Saturn occultists or satanic people, whatever you want to call them, but I had the reaction of uh, Professor Julianne Romanello. Interesting today. She listened to that interview, and she thinks she thought she says my thought about after listening, they are recreating the doomsday event, creating magnetic rings, oxygen depletion, flooding, chimeras, bringing back purple, stopping time with blockchain. These are called occultist maniacs trying to bring back the Saturn Sun. This is one of the reasons why they are suppressing studies of the Western and Indo-European traditions. They don't want people to know the old myths to the to see the parallels. And I think this is part of the critical race theory part. Basically, you can say that's erasing history. It means the same. So back when I worked at the agencies, um, of course, FEMA is located really close to Gettysburg. Uh, and so we would often go over there. Um, you know, just to hang out and look around and just enjoy history. But they they had a really nice three-story museum, and they were going to level it and put this new museum in that was politically correct. So the Civil War was not going to be fought with uh, cannons or guns or anything like that. It was going to be a sterilized version, and it was just going to be basically like race-based. Um, it was north and south and it, that part, but that no, no weapons at all. So it's the sanitization of our history. But shouldn't, yes. if history offends us, certain chapters of our history obviously offend us. But isn't that better? Because that way we can really prevent from repeating it. If we just forget our history, we're doomed, like they say in that quote, we're doomed to repeat it. That, that's my belief. If if we don't study history, we are doomed to repeat it. Now, let's go to one of your presentations. I want to dig deeper because you went really deep on the, the trail of the pathogen. Module 4, scaffolds and platforms. 
This is really deep. Can you explain what you were trying to convey? So in a nutshell, what they are doing with the hydrogel and the quantum dot, but it's going beyond that now. There are many different platforms in scaffolding, and there's new ones coming out every day. But basically what it is, is it is inserted into you um, via the vaccination. And then you, uh, it, it, grows and it does all the things with the hydrogel that we've already talked about. But what they want it to do is they are turning, I'm trying to frame this. So what they want to do is by maybe the end of this year, but probably next year, um, turn the medical profession over to artificial intelligence. And of course that would be based on, Agenda 21, UN, you know, the, the all that, that agenda. Um, so what they can do is remotely dispense any drug and any vaccine to you at any time without your consent uh, via frequency. Well, there's different triggers um, I've learned. So there's frequency, there's photonics, there's pH and now I'm even learning about some other ones that that I haven't really I don't really quite understand yet but so that's the that's the bottom line and then you would also be controlled uh, these put you in a it changes your body into a quantum state um, and you, so you really truly are one with that quantum computer. I didn't really, when I did the presentation, um, I didn't really understand the mechanism, but I'm preparing for a new webinar specifically on magnetism and the change of the spin of the atoms due to the nanoparticles in our body. And now I'm starting to understand what, you know, the mechanisms more than I did back then. I'm not sure if you saw a video of a nurse showing she got back, she got the V and another nurse said, you know, said, you just point that a, uh, you know what they actually put in, in, in dogs, chips, right? And they put this little machine on the arm and he has this very long serial number, almost as if the people are being branded. Do you think that every person who's getting the V is getting a chip with a specific number that goes into a database. And many science fiction movies have discussed this. In the future, if they deem you to be a threat to the establishment, all they need to do is press the button and you expire. Yes. Um, so this actually began, it was introduced uh, to, the, to the United States at the federal and the state levels on Halloween 2005. And I was fighting it back then. Um, most state, well, every state I know uh, introduced legislation to oppose it. It was called the National Animal Identification System. It had three pillars. One, that all property belongs to the government. And uh, you had to go into a database if you had potential not that you were earning it, but that you had potential to earn a thousand dollars 
at your place of residence. Um, If that was the case, which it is for every single person, then you were issued a alphanumeric number with the country code. Uh, What we, we work with attorneys and discovered that what happened is the people that, that got this premises identification, the, the government became first on their title and they basically they were the caretakers. So it was putting us back in serfdom. The second pillar was electronic identification of all life on that premise. Now, back then, you know, they were just concerned about animals and it was the rice size RFID chip that everybody's familiar with. But then that started transitioning. Uh, It went to RFID trees. And then now that is what the hydrogel and the quantum dot do is they are a tracking system. And so that is pillar number three is 24-7 surveillance. So basically the states fought really hard um, to oppose this, um, but they lost. And so it did become mandatory. It did change the name. So if anybody wants to look it up, it's now called traceability. And it is, there's a traceability order from the United Nations. Uh, As a part of that, I think it's important that there is something called the Terrestrial Animal Health Code uh, that is um, from the UN. And it's a 1,500-page manual. Uh, There's actually a set of three of them. There's a uh, the Terrestrial Animal Health Code, and we are considered an animal and defined in the UN glossary as an animal. And then there's the aquatic code, which is 1500 pages. And then what most people don't know is that there is a 1500 page diagnostics and vaccination manual. So what you're saying basically is what most of us already suspected by looking at our birth certificate, having our names in capital letters, seeing the chattel number at the bottom or the top, And this is taking it a step further. And look at, I love it that you folks, listeners, write to me with some of your thoughts. This person wrote to me, genetic engineering has been in play for thousands of years. Our earliest ancestors were spliced by the quote unquote, the visitors. And now we are seeing the same thing play out on us, the other descendants. It's not a V, it's gene therapy. We are watching the human being quote-unquote, being transformed into the new version in real time. There is and always has been a, quote-unquote, plan for us since the great sin of that first splicing was enacted, and it's coming to fruition. Do you see this as true? Absolutely. Um, I see the V as an editing tool um, to just splice in whatever they want. It's actually, in many cases, xenotransplantation. And for those that don't know what that is, that is inserting different species into the human uh, body. And they do that for many reasons. One, that that makes you not human anymore. It does make you a chimera, a hybrid, however you want to think about it. But I got this really interesting 
military document, 232 pages in December. And I went, whoa, I, it, it was so incredible. I did a webinar called Dark Winter, and that is at Shepherd's Heart God Life. And it, it was talking about uh, even introducing these tetragrades. And I go, what, what is this tetragrade? You know, these are like single cells. They, they're called little water bears. Yeah. And that is, you're familiar with the tetragrades? I am. They were thrown supposedly by the Israelis on the moon. Well, they're mixing them in the bee um, along with, let's see, they've got um, species from uh, gorillas and there's chimpanzees. There's the African green monkey. Uh, that one was really interesting because I don't know if you've ever seen X-Files. Oh, yes. you know, the, the aliens, they stab the aliens and it has green blood. Yeah. Well, this is green. It, they're actually injecting you with something green uh, into your body. And it's, it's not the same green as plants have. It's not chlorophyll. Um, so it's from this African green monkey. It's actually, actually from the kidney. And it's, it's very interesting because it's immortal. They have made these cells immortal so this, uh, they just perpetuate. And that is what they're, they're actually turning you into a bioreactor with these bees. So your body, like GMO made your microbiome perpetually make pesticide over and over and over again. So you were a living pesticide factory. Well, the V turns you into a bioreactor that continually makes drugs and bees. So they don't, you don't have to go to the doctor. All they do is send the frequency your way and, and they can give you anything they want. Are you familiar with the Endless Frontier Act? No. I discussed this a few weeks ago, but it's very concerning because there was a, a legislation recently proposed to ban the creation of human hybrid beings. And guess what? It did not pass, which means our own government is supporting and sponsoring the creation of this. Let me just read you this. Endless Frontier Act. In May of this year, Congress voted to prohibit certain types of human animal chimeras. And the amendment didn't pass, which means our own elected officials are condoning the practice of creating animal-human hybrids in the USA. What do you know about this? I guess you haven't been exposed to it, but isn't this part of this whole V agenda to be able to perhaps in the next six months introduce something in, you know, before you know it, you take a DNA test and somebody is have, you know, 98% human and 2% something else. Well, so, so the, it's interesting because the, the, chimpanzees and the gorillas were not the only thing they were they're putting in the bees they're also putting in uh denisovian and neanderthal hmm. um and so if they're putting in those genetic material from those what else are they putting in you um you know are we going to get to a time that let's say they want to resurrect a 
a pharaoh or a, a person, a noted person in history that they can get genetic material from, uh, let's say a terrible tyrant, let's say Hitler or whoever, whoever your ty tyrant of choice is, um, they can stick it in the V and you will, you will never know. And, and cells, as I was learning, as I'm learning through all this, we're all learning together. They have memory. And especially with transplant, uh, people with transplant, they get, they get heart transplants. They can all of a sudden start having the memories of the person that whose heart they received. Um, now, what is going to happen if it's a Denisovian or a Neanderthal or a gorilla, for instance? What memories are being implanted in your body along with that genetic material? This is incredible. And just for those who may be wondering what a Denisovan is, is an extinct species of human of robust build distributed from Siberia to Southeast Asia in the Upper Paleolithic. Why would they want to bring back? I mean, honestly, the inquisitive mind in me sometimes wonders, what about bringing all those? I mean, every single year, species of animals become extinct. I wish there was something to bring them back. But at the same time, I know that this destabilizes the 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 what the balance of nature and this is why you have hunting some people say oh hunting is such a bad practice but i can understand if animals get you know their birth rate goes out of control then it just destroys the whole balance of the ecosystem but why bringing the the denisovans and the the rest of them now why i think it's to to take the blood supply and basically say that you're not human then you're patentable and any treatment that you have is patentable. And then they have the power over you because you're patented. Uh, see, they can't patent anything uh, natural. natural. Uh, they can only patent tweak something that has been tweaked. And we're being tweaked all every day. And especially people that take the V and certain medications. But uh, I don't even there think are medication. I don't even think that we need Denisovan or anything else. I read the papers mm -hmm. about a year ago off the patent of the COVID-19. I, I, I keep saying the word. It's going to flag us. But anyway, I read that some of the things that it does is it basically hijacks your immune system with its own. Now, if you get a cold, you're going to need some synthetic drug in order for you to, to, to help yourself. And once you have that, you know, something in your DNA that's not 100% human. Even if it's your, your 0.01, it's the same thing as the Monsanto genetically modified seeds. If you and I drive down the road in South Dakota and we, there's a, it's a windy day, right? And we throw a bunch of seeds into a farmer and that cross-pollinates with their own crop. All of a sudden, Monsanto can come in and say, hey, hey, hey by the way, all that crop, we deserve royalty. That's our crop. It's our patent. Is this the same thing that's happening with the people who are getting the V? Yes, because with the transmission, uh, what I discovered was that because there was a lawsuit and Monsanto did win uh, that case way back when. So now with the V, for those people that transmit, um, you are actually transmitting um, intellectual property. And so you could lose your home, 
uh, all your possessions because you know there's a there's a there's fees to be paid and royalties to be paid when you transfer intellectual property and that's why recently there was so such a drive to get these bills for intellectual property real really nailed down i know i even had uh, a, a precursor to my website now it was nonaswa.org way back in the day and towards well it happened about four or five times the hackers came in and they patented you know they they put the copyright on all my text so if i used my own writing i was going to have to pay um kind of like the the power thing that just happened the hackers that did the power oh yeah, yeah right yeah yeah so Basically, we live in this brave new world, but yeah, with the V, the transmission, you're, you are sharing intellectual property and uh, you have to pay for that. Ransomware, you mean? Yeah, ransomware. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about, before we started the, the interview, you and I were talking about the weather and here in Arizona, it's it's not that warm now because we have monsoon season, season started, which is great. But the Pacific Northwest, I hear from people, some of my friends, one of them went to the hospital dehydrated because he's never never used to that, was walking and just almost fell on the ground dehydrated, and it's so bad. And where you are in the Midwest, can we call it Midwest, where you are? This is yes. the American breadbasket area. Is this part of the plan to genetically modify our weather, to disrupt, disrupt the food chain as the supply chain in the very near future? Absolutely. They're terraforming the planet and they're terraforming our bodies. But yeah, this is going to be a major disruption to the food chain. I know that I've talked to ranchers around here and they basically, there's not going to be much of a crop and they say they worked all year for nothing. And this is the second year of a really bad um, drought in this area. And record heats, I mean, whoever hears of 110, 114, you just don't hear of those temperatures. Never, never. Except and I used to go. Valley, maybe. Exactly. And I used to go to the Pacific Northwest uh, every summer. And even during the day, it would get to the 70s as the high and at night in the 30s in July. And now this is un inconceivable to, to see this. What is this doing to the trees? So everything goes in sh into shock. And just a backstory, I mean, I'm, this isn't trees, this is people. So about seven years ago, the UN knew this was going to happen. So I did an article, on, and they, they, did a, they did a big, huge publication. And I did an article on it as a follow-up because they said, well, if you have a population pool that you really want to kind of get rid of, um, I'm paraphrasing, then um, a heat wave, an early heat wave like what we're having now is the way to dispose or depopulate. So they came right out, that, out with that in their executive summary. So they knew that this was going to happen. Of course, this is part of the, the cycles that you were talking about earlier uh, that this, the CIA was um, alluding to. There are 
hundred, let's see, there's million year cycles, hundred year, hundred thousand year cycles, 25,000 year cycles, 12,000 year cycles, um, 6,000 year cycles, 400. I'm just hitting the big ones, but they're all converging. Every single cycle in the laws of nature are con converging right now between 2020 and 2050. And then we have some unusual um, planetary and also star um, alignments coming between now and 2025. So, and this is another thing about the V that your listeners should listen, uh, know about that the people that were rolling out the V wanted to do it by November 2nd. The initial, you know, not everybody was going to get it November 2nd because they were calling upon the sweet influences of the stars to potentiate this. So, I mean, it's going to be a very chaotic time. It's going to be chaotic for our bodies. Um, it's going to we're going to experience famines because the plants uh, are not going to be able to take it. They are introducing something called synthetic biology, plants that look like plants that aren't. And then, of course, you've heard of the impossible burger. Yes. So they basically want uh, the the word came out, what, three years ago that we were to take nothing from nature. That was going to be the goal um, that goes into the circular economy that the World Economic Forum talks about. And that DARPA wanted to sell food by the one by the molecule and the the UN wanted to sell it by the one one thousandth of a calorie. And, I, I, you know, I thought, now, how in the world are they going to do that? Well, with the technology, what they're doing is I'm sure you've seen the videos where they're breaking everything down to the molecular level and. And now what they're doing is they're okay. So if there's magnet, let's say there's a carrot. And so they're taking out the beta carotene. They're taking out the vitamin A. They're taking out the uh, vitamin C. They're taking out all of this, whatever nutrients are in that carrot, they're taking it out of the carrot and you will be paying for the, at the atomic level or the molecule as DARPA said, uh, for those nutrients. Well, makes you wonder why Bill Gates of hell is the largest landowner in the United States with almost 300,000 acres, 242,000 to be specific. But the person who is known to be, a has a lineage of being a, a, a population control person, a, a eugenics person, all of a sudden takes hold of, close to 300,000 acres of farmland, that tells you something. And people have to be, and I don't need, need to sound condescending, but I'm really getting frustrated, Celeste, because the zombified population, when you talk about these subjects, they see him as a savior. They see him as the person who's out here to save all of us. And it's almost, if you had to create a new civil war, it's between those who are in the know, who are awake, and those who put 10 masks in front of them and say, please jam me 10 times more, Daddy. Mm. Yeah, I, 
in the military conferences, like the transhumanism conferences and stuff that I've attended, it's the haves and the have-nots. And it's going to be a bloody battle. It, it, it will be a bloody battle. Paint a picture of what you see in the next one to five years. And I'm thinking of that website, deagle.com. You, do you follow that website? I'm not talking about Dr. Deagle. I'm talking about deagle.com. Um, I haven't looked. I periodically look. You know, I've got my niche, you know, that it keeps me very busy. Uh, but, yes, I'm familiar. So what I see in the next one to five years, um, the Army mad scientists do say that they need to get rid of all the hu old humans. Those are humans that were created the way hum humans have been created throughout history. And they are bringing on board the new humans. And they have already started to bring these on board. These are engineered humans in the lab. I am not sure if that means that they are hosted in a human or not, uh, because they are so post-human. I tend to think it's probably they will, you know, gestate in a laboratory, but I am not positive on that. And then they, they will be the new, they are enhanced They are augmented. They are one with the quantum computer. They are the new super soldiers. Um, we're going to have earth changes like never before as the galactic electric current sheet comes um, deeper into our solar system as our sun is springing to life with a little bit more activity than was anticipated. And so that's going to, cause some like so whether it's a solar flare whether it's a coronal hole um our magnetosphere is collapsing or it well it, yeah it is collapsing since 1800 it's kind of going down we are in the sixth extinction level event we and we're going deeper into it um and that's going to be throughout our lives there will be famines there's Famines have always uh, carried with them uh, different plagues. And all of these things are have, have been, except for this strange convergence of the celestial realm, um, but now mankind is adding to it. But as you indicated before, I don't think it's the first time that man has played uh with genetic material and produce chimeras. I think that in the past, and I've said it many times, it was Michael, uh, uh, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting uh, his name. Okay. But he told me that the, the actual term for myth, myth is sworn affidavits by priests and Kings. Uh, Michael Tellinger, Michael, how can I forget your name? Sorry. But, When you look back in all these ancient books that discuss the Cyclops and the Manticores and, and all these things that we may deem as science fiction or somebody who's playing Dungeons and Dragons, when in fact, if we look at all the megalithic structures on the, around the world that we cannot replicate, all you have to do is go to India and see the carvings in stone of things that are impossible to even come close today. And those are the books that discuss 
you know, all the chimeras. What tells us that in the past, we actually did that for a purpose? And all that information that supposedly was burned in the Library of Alexandria might be under the vaults in the catacombs in the Vatican. All this information is out there, and I guarantee you there are certain countries that don't have that much ethics behind them, that are already doing it, and we have all these underground military bases. Do you think that we are already doing this? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can go to the USDA. I think it's ARS um, branch. Uh, you can also go to, no, Tektron does If you want to find out what's happening with agriculture and stuff, you can go to Tektron. Um, but definitely USDA, ARS, and look up biotechnology. It even has the memorandums of understanding. Uh, it is next to the pharmaceutical companies. Well, actually, it's an offspring or an offshoot of the pharmaceutical companies is this biotech. It also makes you wonder if all this push on so many non-biological genders, if it's to confuse the population to the point that in the future, when it's more a merger with AI, it is totally acceptable or accepted. Because, you know, even today I saw that the U.S. Passport Office is going to start offering a third gender. You can fill in the blanks. So is this part of the agenda? Yeah, it has been for some time. Remember, and even back in the 60s, of course, you're, you're young, you know, so <laughs> I don't know if you watched too many things back in the 60s. But, um, they, you know, if you saw science fiction, they were pretty much, you know, they all wore the same uniforms and it was very genderless. Uh, that was the big thing in the 60s to be uni unisex, unisex everything. And so that it is part of the agenda. And actually, to the degree that what I am discovering in my research for this next webinar that I'm doing on magnetism is that they actually um, are, with the nanoparticles, able to confuse our cells and our genes. So it's not just a social engineering control mechanism. They are actually drilling down into our cells and our genes and confusing them into this genderless thing uh, that they're creating. Just a quick parenthesis, because we're talking about the V and, and you, you discussed the organ transplant and the fact that some people behave like the person, uh, the, the recipient behaves like the person who donated uh, or the donor rather. But two, two, two things. I, I don't like to talk about my personal life, but one of my businesses, I have a, an employee who has been with me for over 20 years. Great employee. All of a sudden, got the V. Not even a week later, she was unrecognizable. And not physically, but she would forget in the middle of, of the hectic day. Boom. It's like catatonic. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. How do you need to do this? You've been doing it for 20 years. I don't remember. And then she would throw fits as we've never seen before. And she became such a different person, Celeste, that she lasted about a month and she just left, couldn't handle it anymore. And we, we were puzzled as to what happened. And then we had a customer years ago, Elroy, and he would come to the restaurant and sit down and talk to me. 
And she told, he told me that he had a heart transplant from this 21-year-old young male who died in a car crash, but they saved the, uh, the heart. And this is a, 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 he was probably 65 years old uh, when I met him. And he told me, I never in my life like rap or hot food at all. But after I got the heart, I just develop a taste for spicy food. The donor was Mexican and loved rap. Now, this is an elderly man who loved classical music and country. And all of a sudden, whenever he heard rap, he was just, you know, moving his legs and trying to dance to it. How do you explain that? Do you think the actual DNA and memory gets transplanted into the recipient? I think the memory comes in in B cells, but the DNA, very DNA can can it depends what type of a transplant. I have an interesting story myself. So I have a community of like-minded believers, you know, believers of, you know, follow my work and all that type sure. of thing. And so one, so I have people around the world, as you do, and this one person is in Israel and she lives with family and she told us the story. She said after they got the V, they were attacking me like vicious dogs. And I had already done my research, but I had not got to the part of my webinar where I was talking about the V's. And I couldn't, did not, she was, she was distraught. She was absolutely distraught. This, this happened for two weeks in a row. And finally, the third week, I was able to tell her that what happens is they've made the construct, the nano sin bio construct with, it has a membrane and that membrane, that outer shell, if you will, contains many different, um, genetic material from different animals, from different pathogens. And one of those pathogens is rabies and the, where she's at hmm. the, the, the membrane to hold everything together was uh, that they gave to the Israelis was rabies. Do you think this is why some people are acting with rage? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that there's a combination. I mean, it's hard to distinguish. That's, that's the problem these days um, because it could be that, but we also have the space weather and space weather, uh, can do crazy stuff to us. When I, I wrote a book, Electromagnetic Radiation Protection Solutions, um, on supplements and foods that you can eat to protect you from all different types of radiation, from a nuclear blast to 5G to cosmic rays. Anyway, I, I, it was summer, I'll never forget. And all of a sudden, I just was eating my way through the day. Now, I'm not a big eater. I, you know, I can take food or leave it. I, you know, it's, it's fine either way. But that day I was like ravenous all day long. And then about four o'clock I stopped and I go, Celeste, this isn't even like you. And so I checked the space weather and sure enough, we were having a, a solar hit uh, from the sun. And that's how my body responded to this solar hit. And it, it can manifest in other ways. Uh, you could have cognition issues if you have 
heart problems or arthritis or any chronic disease. It can do that. And it can also cause rage. It can also cause, uh, NASA discovered this because I base most of my work on from NASA uh, is like working together. The team environment breaks down during these types of events when you're exposed to the radiation. So interesting, interesting. And based on my research this past year, it tells me that the PCR test is scientifically meaningless. Yeah. Could this test be a Trojan horse and the tip of that stick, the cotton ball, the stick being inserted to almost penetrate someone's blood brain barrier? Is it carrying something, some particles there that perhaps nanobots that reproduce inside? I know this sounds like science fiction to some, but in a year, maybe you'll be saying, oh, wow, there they did it again. Celeste Mel, they were right. I'm not saying that I'm right. But I just have a suspicion that if the virus is so transmissible, why wouldn't they just take a sample from your saliva and they have to go all the way back to penetrate your blood-brain barrier almost? Yeah, and that barrier is very thin. It's just less than, it's like tissue paper thin. So it doesn't take much. And that hydrogel, like I said, it, it cleaves to the surface and then it becomes one, so it just it kind of jumps over, you know. Um, I actually ran into a hydrogel watermelon uh, because I had to buy some food um, because of my move, and so I thought, oh, it's kind of warm. I'll get a I'll get a uh, watermelon, and because that sounded good, and I open it up and I go, you know that looks like an artificial red like red strawberry jello and then you know on closer inspection because it took me back just the color of it the whole watermelon inside did not look like a watermelon it looked like strawberry jello it was a hydrogel um hydrogel concoction or i don't know what you call it melon I guess is what you call it. And I hadn't done, I hope, oh, let me back up. So if three, the third week in January this year, the World Economic Forum said that by the end of the year that they were going to put these platforms and scaffolds of which hydrogel and quantum dot are a part of those, that system in all food around the world by the end of the year. And people said, oh, no, it's not going to happen, you know, it, you know, because out of sight, out of mind, or if it's too small to see, you know, it's not real. But when I saw that watermelon, I went, oh, my goodness. So then I go, this this can't be real. I can't even trust my own eyes. So I went to my computer and you can do it yourself. You can type in hydrogel and watermelons or melons and you will see that they have already infiltrated all the melons hydrogel watermelon so you're yes. saying that they're they're adding this to our food supply yes that's uh, they not only our food supply then i found out i w went on this other rabbit trail about uh because of i've been covering carcass management for about 25 or 30 years 
and the developments in that. Well, because of climate change, it's you're no longer going to be able to be cremated. You're not going to be able to be uh, buried. The, they are going to recycle you, uh, liquefy you um, at the end of your life and do something else with you, whether it's compost or put it in um, Soylent Green or whatever. You know, I don't know what they're going to do with all the liquefied bodies. But when I was doing that research, I was researching and I saw that in Seattle, they were going to put they were putting hydrogel in the water supply. And sure enough, uh, they are putting hydrogel to combat the plastic pollution, the microplastic pollution. So it's going to be in all of our city water. Um, the only way that you can get away with not having it is if you have a well. Um, and supposedly it will take out the microplastics, but then you're going to have hydrogel in your water. You're going to have hydrogel in your food. You're going to have hydrogel in if you take medications. Um, it's, it, I think it's creating a bigger pollution problem than microplastics ever created. They've been chemtrailing us since the 90s. Would you say that's accurate since the 90s? Maybe yes. even before? Yep. When you think about it, everything that they could deploy, and I've, I've said this many times, I saw a video that I only saw once of a Canadian reporter interviewing Donald Rumsfeld, who, by the way, died today. We're recording this on June the 30th, 2021. And She was asking the day after, or two days after 9-11, saying, uh, Mr. Secretary, what are you going to do to prevent panic if there's another attack? And he said, we're fully prepared to deploy, what did he say, the, the Sanex or, or I forgot the exact, the Valium and Prozac. Those were the words, Valium and Prozac aerosolized if need be. All of a sudden, I never saw that video again, and I wish somebody had recorded it. But if they can deploy whatever they want from a plane or from the water supply, if what it's inside of this V could be actually the nanobots or whatever technology, could be deployed by just flying a plane above a city, is it because they have something else that have to be uniquely inserted into someone so they could individually track that individual or subject so actually there was an exercise it was a dod exercise back in i think it was 2006 it might have been 2007 and they could actually tell who was veed in their own home um by satellite uh, yeah. and that was back in back then someone sent me a report with the actual it's this is somebody who knows a hacker who found a way to tap into the deep state system, if you want to call it that way. But what he found, somebody from Russia, I believe, what he found was a list. He wanted to know people around his town. He wanted to know if they were Veed. And what he found surprised him so much. He found the people who were Veed. Not only that, he found the vital signs. He could see live if they were sleeping or they're awake. Can you believe that? Yes, because that's what like hydrogel and nano dot were created to do. Basically, they will be like the snitches 
uh, during the Cold War only in your body. And they will tell the powers that be life, your life insurance, your bank, law enforcement, whoever, whoever. Um, If you're not supposed to eat that carbohydrate and you eat a carbohydrate, or if you're not supposed to eat protein because it's a global mandate, you can't eat protein anymore from an animal, and you eat an animal protein, it will tell uh, whoever. Uh, it just, it, the program is an interrogation program. And so these little nanoparticles have the capability to receive messages and to send messages back. And so one of the questions that I get asked well, what happens in a grid down situation or an right. EMP? Well, they they harvest their energy either from the environment or from your body when they're inside your body. So they're actually harvesting um, as they work. Well, look what Bill Gates was planning. Not a Bitcoin, but it is something similar with blockchain with the people who are veed in order it's the actual energy being produced by the body that was going to be the equivalent of mining a Bitcoin. You saw that? I didn't see it, but I'm familiar with the concept. I mean, they literally are going to be, I mean, you're being parsed out, but don't forget you, if you accept the V, then you basically are patented and you're owned. They can do with you what they want and what do rich people usually do? They, they ravage the resources from the poor countries usually. And that could, can include our bodies. Look, I say this and I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, to put people in fear, but I pray every night for everyone who has gotten the V. Because a lot of you who are doing it and many of you listen to us. And I'm not trying to judge you here. Because you're trying to do the right thing, not only for you, but you're doing it with your children. And I pray that nothing happens to most of you. But I'm seeing the numbers. I'm seeing uh, the, the injuries that are happening, and, and they're hiding from it. And when you, have, when you have doctors, you know, imagine believing the top epidemiologists from Yale, Harvard, Oxford, Stanford, and tens of thousands of other scientists and doctors. They're being censored quote-unquote, to protect you. So those people like Petros, whatever his name is in the World Health Organization, he's not even a doctor. He's censoring the actual doctors. What is this world turning into? An upside-down world, Celeste? Yeah, actually. So at this transhumanism military conference that I went to in 2018, uh, they suggested that, you know, this, this was military, so they were suggesting that all the guys and their subordinates uh, watch the TV series Stranger Things. (laughs) And it talks about the upside down world. And they actually do. It does a pretty good job of uh, a visual of what this upside down world is like, complete with the Demogorgon um, (laughs) monster and the whole thing. MK Ultra 11. Yeah, I enjoy that show. The few ones from Netflix, other than that, it's just pure propaganda. You know that the grand nephew of Edward Bernays is the founder of Netflix, right? Yes. Well, 
let's take a break because we're going to get deeper into part two. I, I have a lot of information about UN Agenda 21. I want to discuss the genetic engineering that's taking place, more of the magnetics, the magna- magnetism, and what's coming ahead. But I also want to tell people that there's hope. And it, we haven't lost this, this war yet. We may be losing the battle a little bit, but we're going to rise. As humans, we are more than them. Look what happened in London this weekend. Liberty rising. There's no way that if more cities like London did this, we would be unstoppable unless they create, they just nuked all of us at the same time. So let's, I know you have great plans and have become very active. Tell us more, your website and all that's coming ahead for you. Okay, so my videos and my community are at celestialreport.com and you can follow my blog and I'm doing a really interesting one on Gobeki Tepe right now, oh. uh, a series um, and tying it to current events so that's at shepherdsheart.life and that's in the blog section and of course i've got my books and that type of thing too and i will be i am deep diving into this magnetism and it's taking me into a different new reality and it's going to take all of us into a new reality with startling new information and revelations about what the, these these actually do and as far and even the nanoparticles uh there is a much deeper and nefarious agenda uh than just magnets sticking to people's arms or meat you know that they get at the store so stay tuned um i i expect it's going to take me about six weeks to finish um it up give or take you know it i want to do a good job a, a really quality deep dive get all the scientific information, make sure I have all the hyperlinks so that you can share it with friends and family. So that's going to be occupying my my summer pretty much. You just gave me permission to ask you some questions I didn't think I was going to ask you once you said Gobekli Tepe. I'm going to ask you about Daring Kuyu, the, the deepest underground city in the world built, I believe it was uh, 7th or 8th century BCE, makes you wonder if those people knew that a reset or a cataclysm was coming because it could house hundreds of thousands of people. But we'll discuss this when we come back. This is Mel Hasselrich, and my special guest is Celeste Solomon. Much more when we return. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know. <laughs>